0: Maybe I could stay the night. It could be a date. We could try proper sex and sleep through the night without the threat of interruption. But no, Emma will worry about Jonah. She'll worry about my dad. Still, the idea of a secret liaison seems to flick my libido switch. I turn the TV on and the sofa devours me. I'm panicked by the notion of not seeing her for weeks, of being ignored, and despite all evidence to the contrary, the efficiency with which this status quo has been engineered i want to cry instead i drink and pass out in my stupor i hear chickens cows the triple whistle of a shepherd some wordsworth gives way to a chanting football crowd the rising pitch of celebration a gunshot the clack 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 of manual typewriter keys more gunfire The Rousing Sweet Scream of a Boy Soprano My right arm is dead beneath my chin and glistens with saliva, illuminated by the cathode glare of the TV. The walls repaint themselves green, then red, then blue, and back to green. The sound is muffled by darkness. Darkness. I begin to make loose connections, but they're transitory, almost imperceptible, like Jonah's presence. Darkness, dribbling, dead limbs, daylight, no daylight. Shit! I jump to my feet and invite the vertigo, fall to my knees and scrabble for my watch on the floor, hold its face to the light of the TV screen. 18.15. Shit, shit, shit! Should I phone? I stumble like a drunkard to the front door. Double back to the kitchen to slug from last night's wine. Light a cigarette, slug again, glug, drain the bottle. Shuffle the deck and deal my thoughts to the left, to the right. Pull them together, shuffle again, spread the pack. Demon thoughts are alcohol-soluble. Additional vodka clears the remaining dregs. I grab my car keys from the table. The front door is open. Does he think it's the 1950s? The single bare bulb burns circles into my vision so I feel my way inside the house. The Van Gogh sunflowers block print swings like a pendulum as I make contact with it and dust flies off like a Saharan sandstorm. The wrought iron and glass telephone table eats a chunk of my shin as I try to blink away the floating white spots from my cornea. Who else but my father would swaddle an Edwardian terrace in brown and orange, the last remaining vestige of 70s minimalism in Muswell Hill? Hello, Dad? Jonah? The kitchen light is off. The lounge glows halogen from the peeping Tom streetlight. From the Light radio, the clipped tones of Radio 4 caress the ancient oak-hewn furniture. The ugly, obese dresser and dining suite, dark as ebony, its marmite-varnished surface saved from scarring by crocheted doilies, dominates so completely that in the gloom it embodies some ancient gargoyle, a golem carved by a wizened shtetl mystic bent on vengeance and vigilantism. I turn the light on and the radio off. Hello? Up here! Where? Here. Bathroom. He sits on a plastic garden chair next to the bath, massaging Jonah's head with a green sliver of soap. So when did he get here down there? You didn't have to bath him. We had an accident. Wasn't he wearing a nappy? I left you the bag. We were in the garden, so why should he always have to suffer the discomfort? And I suppose crapping in his pants is comfortable? He was just wet. I rinsed his trousers and put them on the radiator. They should almost be dry. It's been three hours. Look, I'm sorry I'm so late. Did I say anything? Not in so many words, no. Not in any words. Jonah starts laughing and stuffs his mouth with foam. You have bubble bath? Washing up liquid? Jesus, Daddy, can't eat that. I move sharply to scoop the bubbles from...